Good evening, and of course, a very warm welcome to today's podcast, brought to you by Equine Devil's Advocate. Now, some exciting news: we are now available on iTunes. You can find us just by putting Equine Devil's Advocate, all one word, in the search bar, and all episodes from season one included are available. YouTube is still. Sulking regarding uploads, stubborn, stubborn, stubborn thing that it is.、Uh, Podbean, of course, is fine. As is Facebook, Spotify, and our website www.equinedevilsadvocate.com. Well, here we are again, Monday once more. It's actually been a lovely day. Gone is that warm blip that we had. And we're back to the frost, but there is no wind, and it's been gloriously sunny and warm sunshine too. It's the sort of weather that makes you want to jet off to the mountains and the ski slopes and come back with a suntan. If you are, please be careful and don't break anything. Coming back sporting plaster of Paris and crutches is not a good look. So anyway, back to today. Back to another insight into my story. We are going back to the time of Tamashanta, not ever a replacement for Tutankhamun, rather the next stage in my journey. Now, largely speaking, there comes a point in our horsey journey, the, when, how best to. Describe this. Well, perhaps our idyllic world of passion reveals a very different face. The gremlins emerge, and not from the horses, but from the people, the social scene. Perhaps they were always there, and we just didn't notice them. Perhaps our childhood innocence paid them no attention, and perhaps by getting a little bit older and a little bit more aware, brought them out of hiding. Gremlins? What kind of gremlins, you may ask? Well, I suspect you probably already know. I suspect all of you have had encounters. With these gremlins, but let me tell you of my first real introduction to those lurking, destructive beasties. Now, Tamashanta, a white-grey pony, fourteen-two, heritage?、Mm, no idea. Perhaps safe to say some small horse and some pony. And probably a nice even mix of both. He was, although new from the outset, kind, even-tempered, always consistent, very straightforward, and uncomplicated. Quite lovely, with one exception, which was the jumping that I have mentioned before. That was a complete disaster, uncoordinated, clumsy, just shocking. Now here, there are two schools of thought. He can learn, 
or, well, just don't do it, as Mother said. Do something else. Now, as you probably already know from the Tuden Commune episodes, who would question Mother's logic? It seems the answers to every question of the universe she had in her huge handbag. So, our something else turned out to be formation riding quadrille. This inspirational idea came from father. I'm not entirely sure how, but it did. At our saddle club through the summer, we often held little fun shows. All the school horses could participate in something, even Olive. Polar ponies were dressed as unicorns ridden by fairies or cloaked and ridden by knights. Olive even suffered the indignity of a trunk and large paper flapping ears. Led by her mahout, of course, otherwise poor mahout would probably end up being tipped off onto the floor. They were such fun times. Tam was more than happy to be dressed as a clown pony sporting a big red nose. Now, as I said, Father had this inspirational idea of putting together a little formation display with music. There had been two more recent arrivals at the Saddle Club, two sisters, twins, who were 13, but each had their own pony. Tasha, her pony, a bay gelding, with a white blaze and one white sock, called Spot, and her twin, Melanie, with a white grey pony called Mary. Now, it just so happened that our saddle club also owned a pony for the school, who was called Justin. Justin just so happened to be very similar in size and colour and markings to Spot. And Mary, it just so happened, was the perfect visual match for Tam. Fabulous. Justin needed a rider, obviously, so a little notice was placed on our Saddle Club notice board. And, ta-da, there we are. The perfect child came forward. We are now a team of eight. Four children, four ponies. All our parents were as excited as we were. They talked and discussed choreography and had us practicing evenings after school, weekends, you name it. They had us muddled, rerouted, rechoreographed endless times until they felt happy with the final visual effect. Then, of course, there was the all-important music, vital to the finished picture. Father took charge of this role very seriously. He loved his classical music. Sunday mornings in our house always started with booming orchestral renditions that reverberated around the house, accompanied by the smell of fresh coffee. Father could be found clad in his dressing gown, immersed in these sounds, conducting with his invisible baton, or sometimes even with a wooden spoon. Now, add in some ponies, some children, and formation, matters have come to an even more precise level. Now, 
he has a whiteboard with magnetic letters depicting each pony and each particular positioning, and the music. It had to change. It had to blend. It became louder, quieter, with absolute precision timing. This task took many, many hours until the final finished composition was ready. And now we have to practice. We have to become that little coloured letter on the whiteboard, organise and move with that exact precision, and so we did. Now we have in our team four different ponies and four different riders. To accomplish this is no mean feat, I can tell you. Mary had quicker paces. Justin had more of a Cobby action, which was especially noticeable in his canter. His downward transitions were, well, they were that of a riding school pony, somewhat running, whereas Spot's forward transitions were、uh, a little slow. Practice, well, practice was perhaps a melee of instructions. Now. Tasha, you have to be quicker off that corner. No, no, Melanie, that's too quick. You'll run into Justin across the diagonal. Now, just listen to the rhythm of the music and ride to that rhythm. Sam, Sam, don't let Justin run like that in the trot. You'll be ahead in the canter. Now, I will say, for me, I was so fortunate with Tam, and it was probably more by accident than by design. He had such An easy way of going. All I had to do was sit there and look pretty. He practically did everything himself for me. How lucky was I! Everything about him was oh, just so easy. Transitions easy. He carried himself easy. He was always balanced and supremely comfortable in all three paces. Now, I am starting to realise. What a fabulous pony I have! Finally, and probably much in the nick of time, from conception of the idea to the finished display, we all, all eight of us, got it together, and the show was that very coming weekend. We were scheduled to be the demonstration. After lunch. Now, that particular show was the first where other saddle clubs were invited to take part. So, all the more reason to be perfect in our execution. Exciting and nerve-wracking, all at the same time. And there we were, the morning of the show. All the hustle and bustle, excitement, plaiting, sprucing up ponies, rechecking tack, and times for classes. Oh, this horse world is such a wonderful place to be. First class is the leading rein class. Seven little leading rein ponies, all gathered in the ring, tiny tots parked on board, all led by a parent. They all walk around the outside. Being assessed by the appointed judge, then they're called to stand in the middle. The judge goes to each one in turn. Then, each are asked to complete their individual little show. Walk, 
halt, walk, trot, walk, and back to halt. Then they come back to their position in the lineup. Myself and my teammates, we had time, so we went out onto the showground to watch. Seven adorable ponies, all doing their thing, the thing for which they were purchased. Standing amongst those spectators, the gremlins reared their ugly heads. From somewhere, oh, I don't like that bay pony. It's a bit short in the leg. Absolutely, and that coloured pony on the right there doesn't move very well at all. Yes, well, of course, you know the chestnut will win. They spent an awful lot of money on it, having it prepared, and the child never rides it except at shows. Well, yes, and I hear they're friends with the judge too. Gremlin, after gremlin, after gremlin. What was that? What just happened? Was that conversation, pleasantries, passing the time of day, or the gremlins that lurk in the social scene of horses, waiting for an opportunity to pop out and reveal themselves? Another class is in progress. Clear round jumping. I chose to steer clear of the gremlins and go and watch that instead. First pony in, trotting around, waiting for the bell. After the bell goes, the pony trots up to the first fence, puts his nose down to the floor, and oh, stops! Child slides down its neck all the way to the floor, and plop, lands on the ground, and from the sidelines. Oh, that was a dirty stop! It needs a jolly good hiding for doing that. Oh, another gremlin. They're everywhere. Child is picked up from the floor and placed back on board the pony. The fence is lowered to ground level to give encouragement, and the pony is led this time by a parent in trot. Again, it lowers its nose, coming to the fence, then leaps stiff-legged over the obstacle and trots on to the next one, where once again it screeches to a halt, and from the sidelines. Ugh! I wouldn't put up with that. I'd get rid of it. It wouldn't get away with that on my yard. Dear God, the gremlins are multiplying, and then someone, a gremlin diffuser, chimes in. Well, actually, that's a fabulous hacking pony. It's safe as houses for any child in any situation. Hurrah! One gremlin stuffed back in its box. You think? The response is usually, "Hmm." They then turn away to continue their conversation to release more gremlins. Oh, time to move away from these gremlins as well. I went to watch another class, a little intro walk trot dressage. Just going into the arena when I got there was one of the polo ponies from our saddle club. She entered. Came down the centre line to X to halt, and then to move off and into trot. And lo and behold, oh, that's not a square halt. What's it doing with its head stuck up in the air like that? Oh, that's the stiffest twenty-meter circle I've ever seen. It's on the wrong 
bend. Dear God, is this a gremlin invasion? Someone is definitely throwing water on them. Time to retreat back to the stables, back to being amongst friends, goodwill, and some cheer. I think. And so the day continued, staying with and amongst friends. The gremlin invasion retreated from my mind. We all chatted excitedly, and we went through our routine once again on our feet, just to be doubly, doubly sure. It was time. We entered the arena. Two greys in the middle, two bays on the outside. All four of us in a straight line. Our music started, and we peeled away into formation. Our routine went really, really well, with the exception of one minor blip when Justin bounded forward in his big cobby canter, and actually left very little room for Mary to squeeze through the gap. Luckily, her little quick paces gave her the ability to scamper through. We were so pleased with ourselves, and so very, very proud of our ponies. But although at the end of our routine there was lots of applause, looking around the spectators, I couldn't help but just see a gremlin each time a spectator turned their heads towards another, and despite the fact you couldn't actually hear their words. I instantly imagined another gremlin, just for a split second, just long enough to create a little dent in that happy feeling of pride. Were they talking gremlins, or was I imagining it? I wonder. Anyway, parents were thrilled and very proud of themselves for all their input, and father is. Especially proud of his musical choices. All gremlins back in their box. A great day after all. Our ponies were put back in their stables for a well-earned rest and a hay net with their poodle hair after we removed their plaits, and we went back out into the melee of the showground in search of food and drink. All four of us were laughing and chatting excitedly, waiting in a queue for chips. When I felt a tap on my shoulder, I turned around, and a little girl of about ten was standing behind me. She said, "Was that you riding the white pony in the display?" "Yes," I said. "It was." She said, "He looks very easy to ride." I said, "Yes, he is." Then she said, "But Mummy says ponies like that are no good. They don't teach you anything about riding." Ah,、uh, a gift, a gift of a gremlin, all for me. A gremlin, dressed up in fancy dress as a pearl of wisdom, holding a placard that says, "Your pony." Is no good. Well, thank you so much for that gremlin gift. Pay no attention, you say. Stuff that gremlin, and it's a placard right back in the box. But you can still hear it, just a little, that 
little whisper, your pony is no good. Oh, gremlins! Now, on that note, how do you identify and deal with the gremlins that lurk within the social scene of this world of horses? The ones just waiting for an opportunity to be released. Let us know your experiences. We will, of course, be back this coming Friday for your correspondence. And until then, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please do take care. And we will, of course, speak soon.